There's a lot to cover, but I got to start with Trump. Uh, I don't even want to preface it that I don't cover Trump that much. I don't, but I don't really know how I, I, I ignore this. Uh, Jen and I were texting last night, and to be honest with you, maybe it's a little white privilege speaking. Um, we all have it if you're a white person, and you just got to acknowledge it. Um, but that was the first time, honestly, obviously, if you're living under a rock, he, I mean, I'll just show you. Here is what Donald Trump, the president of the United States, was doing last night. Medic screams. So when I saw that, uh, I've obviously, I've not been living under a rock. I've seen Donald Trump call Mexicans rapists and drug lords. Uh, I've seen him uh, refer to my African-American in the crowd. I've seen him talk about uh, a judge of Mexican descent saying he can't be the judge on a case uh, and, and rule fairly uh, related to Donald Trump. Obviously, I've seen his comments uh, in the past towards women, towards black people. Uh, I've seen it all. And I covered a lot of his rallies. And to me, regardless of whatever you think of Hillary Clinton, um, the locker up chants were very, just like a, like a hyena pack, uh, ready to pounce, you know? But I texted Jen and I said last night, like that, watching that was the first time I've ever viscerally felt scared. Like this is something different. To me, I always view Trump in the lens of um, kind of a kind of a circus animal, like a clown. Um, I, I understand his threats that he's been doing terrible things on policy and obviously racial, uh, stoking racial uh, fears and Islamophobia and LGBT uh, bigotry and all these things. But I've never looked and been scared uh, as as a as a, an American so strongly as I was last night. Um, when you see, and I, uh, and you could follow my tweets, follow my reporting since I was, even at 2016, I, I always strayed away from comparing Donald Trump to Adolf Hitler, uh, to the Nazis and things like that, because I think in general, um, that is thrown around too much. You know, people call George W. Bush Hitler, um, and people were calling Trump Hitler when I didn't see directly um, you know, strong enough comparisons. But I think what we saw last night, and make no mistake about it, Donald Trump knew exactly what they were saying, sent her home, referring to Minnesota Congresswoman Ilhan Omar, who was born in Somalia, immigrated here at 12 years old, I believe. She's an American citizen. He knew exactly what they were saying, and he shut up and let him say it. And today, you know, he's moonwalking, and this is what Donald Trump does. He either incites or participates in racist, bigot, bigoted things, and then he pretend denounces it. It's kind of like a wink, wink to the crowd, like, no, no, I'm with you, but like, you know, I, I gotta like, when I'm not at the rally, I gotta pretend to be not racist. It's kind of like what he did with uh, Obama during the campaign, where after launching onto the political scene and, and rising as strongly as he did, he uh, became a political, um, he got on the map because of birtherism, but then while a candidate, he did a press conference and like very quickly said, Barack Obama was born in the United States, period, and moved on. This, this is what Trump does. 
But last night, when I, when I watched that, I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm not old enough to, to have lived during the 1930s or 40s. But I saw remnants of, you know, Nazi Germany. And some of you might not agree with that comparison, but I don't know what would you compare that to. You have citizens screaming with hate in their eyes, with vitriol, center back, center back. This is what Adolf Hitler and the Nazis did. They made Jews the other. They made Jews animals. They made Jews the people that are taking our, our, our German pride away and threatening our country and wanting to destroy uh, everything we built as Germans. That's exactly what Donald Trump is doing. And it scared me. It really did. I'm not going to lie to you. I said to Jen, this man cannot be reelected. Um, you know, I'm a journalist, so I'm not like going to be knocking on doors to, to, to make sure he doesn't get reelected. But to me, what we're starting to see with this man is the beginnings of when authoritarian fascism turns to murderous fascism. Because make no mistake about it, we might think that we live in a different time and there's social media and there's too many of us and that would never happen, but it doesn't necessarily have to be exactly like Nazi Germany with trains going to, to horrible, horrible death camps. It could be basically violence starts erupting and you have his, um, in his supporters. All it takes is for one of the people at, at these rallies or one of the people watching online to take what they're hearing and seeing and frankly, attempt to take a con Congresswoman Ilhan's life, uh, Omar's life, or another Muslim American's life, or a refugee's life. It's all it takes. There's a very slippery slope between just vile rhetoric and violence. And I think w we're over that precipice now. And I think, I don't know the answer. I don't think Joe Biden is the answer to defeat Donald Trump. I've said it and I've said it and I've said it and I've said it. I think it's going to be a repeat of Hillary Clinton if he's the nominee. I don't think Kamala Harris is the answer. I definitely don't think Mayor Pete Buttigieg is the answer. I definitely, I think Warren would have a better chance, but I don't think she would defeat Donald Trump. To me, and I'm not, I'm not, this is not as a Bernie Sanders supporter, this is looking at all the data, all the way back to 2016, but also today, reading the polls that show Bernie Sanders is the only one pulling away some of that um, non-college educated, high school, high school graduates without a college degree, white working class. Bernie Sanders does very well among those people. Those are the voters that put Donald Trump in office. I see Bernie Sanders beating Donald Trump in head-to-head -head polls. I see Bernie Sanders beating Donald Trump in Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, and Ohio. And I saw Bernie Sanders make the argument, finally, two days ago, in an interview with the Amazon Washington Post, saying, uh, how's the Midwest gonna react when you know it starts getting out that Mr. Biden voted for all these trade deals like NAFTA and, and all this? But to me, putting aside 2020, this is beyond an election. This is beyond an election. And I'm not going to borrow from Joe Biden and say this is about the soul of our country because the soul of our country has always been racist. It's never not been racist. So, like, you know, recapturing the soul of America, that's just a BS term. 
uh, the soul of America is has always been racist. Just because we had a black president doesn't mean anything. Um, well, it's progress, but it's it's not like you know the magic elixir. To me, you know, there's racist rhetoric and there's racist actions. Policy is racist, and we've seen some of the most racist policy from both Democrats and Republicans. I give you the crime bill, which was racist. You don't have to be a conscious racist as a lawmaker to execute things that are racist. Uh, some of the worst racism out there is not conscious, but subconscious, right? So the bottom line is to me, just even just getting rid of Trump, he's unleashed something in this country that makes people who have an irrational fear, uh, he's unleashed something where it's now okay to let that out, you're not alone. And that fear of the other is the, the classic playbook of authoritarians and fascists. So in Germany, Italy, many other countries in world history. And it's dangerous and we have to denounce it. I think I, more than anyone, uh, critically cover corporate Democrats because I think they're helping to embolden Trump. I think they are the reason Trump got in office. But this isn't about corporate Democrats right now. Trump right now is worse than any corporate Democrat. I'm not talking about voting for a corporate Democrat or anything like that. I'm saying Trump is a greater threat. In my view, what I'm seeing at those rallies, it's a very, very slippery slope to a very, very dark place where violence is going to start to happen. And that is why I believe it is playing with fire for the Democratic Party to be pushing like a Joe Biden, who, if you're not into politics, if you if you have no loyalty to uh, the establishment, corporate Democrats or progressives, put it aside, you just look at the facts objectively, okay? You wanna say Joe Biden is up in the polls right now, so what do you mean he would have no chance? Hillary Clinton was also up in the polls. Every poll said Donald Trump could not win the Republican nomination. They were all wrong. Every poll said Hillary Clinton was going to crush Donald Trump in the general election. They were all wrong. Every poll, um, every poll showed Bernie Sanders was beating Donald Trump head to head at a at a much wider gap than Hillary Clinton was. They pushed Hillary Clinton nonetheless. So the bottom line is, Joe Biden is leading in the polls eight months before we've even had the first caucus or primary. But if you look at the candidate. If you look at his record, at his qualities, at what he's proposing, it is not just the same as Hillary Clinton, but worse. He is running. I mean, I covered his foreign policy speech. I was all the way in the back. Uh, I was not sitting. I couldn't even see what he was saying. I was just listening. I don't mean to borrow from Trump, but it was it, it was some of the lowest energy I've heard at a campaign rally. He just doesn't have the 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 it that you need. And for people saying, well, Jordan, it's early and he's a lot more middle-class friendly than, than um, Hillary Clinton. H how is that? Because I can tell you, I was there in those Midwest states. It was NAFTA. If you, the corporate media doesn't want to read these polls because it goes against their Russia narrative, that Russia decided the election. Every single state in the Rust Belt Pennsylvania, Ohio, Michigan, and Wisconsin. Top two issues, trade, immigration. Joe Biden, Hillary Clinton was not in office 
for NAFTA. Her husband pushed it through. She wasn't a senator then. Joe Biden pushed NAFTA. He voted for it. Joe Biden still to this day is for the TPP. Crime bill, not exactly. You think that's going to uh, fix the problem of 5% less African-Americans coming out? 5% less African-Americans came out for Hillary Clinton versus uh, Obama in 2012. You think Joe Biden pushing the crime bill, which ushered in the era of mass incarceration, is going to bring out a record number of African-Americans? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. But the bottom line is, uh, some of you might disagree. Some of you might say, Jordan, he's just, it's just a ploy to get attention and to scare people. You're, you're, you're buying in. Uh, all I can tell you, I'm not a practicing Jew. Like I'm not religious. I go to family dinner for the holidays, but I don't practice like on my own, but I am Jewish. If you look at the chance at these rallies and him just standing back, allowing it and silence his complicity. He could have very easily said, no, 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 uh, she's, she's bad for America, but we, she's an American citizen. Stop with that chant. If you look at those, that rally, and then you look at old footage of Nazi rallies, tell me the difference. There is a fascist in the, in the White House. I have previously not gone as far to compare him to Hitler, but what I saw last night is very comparable, and we need to Look at it straight on as is. And that's why I think it is imperative, whether it's independent journalists, progressive activists, whatever, to be saying iceberg right ahead. I know we have this funny graphic, but I truly mean it. I mean, iceberg right ahead. If either of those two are the nominee, Trump will get reelected. Re record this video, put it in your pipe and smoke it. I said it. Mayor Pete, forget it. He's not even going to be on the boat. He's not going to be the nominee. Elizabeth Warren, frankly, she's to me better than Biden or Harris, but I don't see her beating Trump. I just don't. I think the only way you beat Donald Trump is to have the largest, most clear contrast possible. And I think that's Bernie Sanders. So to wrap that up, this is scary. Like, put aside politics, put aside whether we hate the corporate Democrats. I do. But to me, this goes beyond just corruption. This is, he's inciting a race war. And, you know, it's scary. You know, uh, I, uh, because there's no, like, 24-7 progressive news outlet out there, hopefully status quo, one day is that, I usually have CNN or MSNBC on. I say better to know the enemy up close. So I had CNN on yesterday, and I just watched this segment, and I was just like completely flabbergasted. And credit to uh, Fez Shakir, who's Bernie Sanders' campaign manager. Frankly, it's the best I've seen in 2020 so far of Bernie Sanders' campaign. I, I mean, I think Fez did a better job, frankly, than Bernie has been doing in some of these TV interviews. Uh, I think he was more forceful. I think he had the right answers. And I think he was basically pointing out, you're full of, I'm trying not to get demonetized, but full of spoop, full of, uh, full of sh So let's take a look at this segment, which again, is just, there's so many things wrong with it. But here is Bernie Sanders campaign manager, uh, Fez Shakir, with CNN news anchor, um, Jim Shudo. Jim Shudo. 
here we go. No, no, go ahead. I, we, just, we want to talk a little bit yeah. about socialism, <laughs> too, and, and we both have a few questions for you on socialism because we heard it was on this program yesterday that House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy said this is the new Democratic Socialist majority, which maybe you guys embraced, right, because of the, the position of Senator Sanders as a socialist. Um, is that helpful, though, to the Democratic Party overall, do you guys think? Well, so let me, let me just say about Donald Trump, who's attacking in a very racist way for really members just of... Cut. tight on time and asking right, you right. about that I just, that I just want to say, like, they, what he's doing is attacking them because their policies, which is free tuition at uh, public colleges and universities, canceling student debt, Medicare for all, he, instead of having that debate about policies, he wants to take it into a racist place. What I'm saying is those policies are quite popular, and, and instead of having that debate on policies, he's trying to elide that debate. We think that this is the popular approach to go. Americans support this but across the, the board. But the numbers don't support it, actually. I mean, there's an ABC News Washington Post poll that found that Trump would beat a candidate perceived as a socialist by 49% to 43%, whereas other candidates uh, Jim, not perceived as socialists would beat him. So I'm just curious, are you convinced you have the public behind you? Jim, there's, there's a guy with a name, Bernie Sanders. And I hope you will take a look at Bernie Sanders against Donald Trump and look at those head-to-head -head numbers and then report back to me what you find, Jim, because I think you will find in the 25 of the last 25 polls, Bernie Sanders is beating Donald Trump head-to-head -head in every poll out there. Uh, Can you challenge the me on that? Though, well, I could challenge you on the position, because we're talking about positions that are his signature issues, and which don't have Bernie the Sanders. backing of uh, the majority of Democratic voters. And of course, those issues are going to be discussed, you know, uh, at absolutely. length in the coming and months. And what do you think, Jim, that most people know about Bernie Sanders? Do you, what do you think they know about him? He ran for president before, and head-to-head, mm -hmm. -head, in places like Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania, he's crushing Donald Trump. How do you explain that to me, Jim? Well, listen, we'll let the voters decide. I'm just saying on the issues that you're making, your signature issues, the, the, the polls show they don't back those particular issues. And as voters learn right. about those issues, that might be factored into their decision. We're going to keep up the conversation because we got a lot of time till November 2020. Okay. Come Thank back, Baz. Come Thank back soon, okay? We, we really appreciate it. Thanks so much. Be sure. So, first of all, that the mail anchor in particular, Jim Shudo, was basically using pharmaceutical industry talking points masqueraded as journalism in that whole thing. And it, I don't even know really where to start. When he says that, the, you know, he uses one poll, one poll, to signify Trump would be generic socialist. That doesn't mean anything. A generic socialist is not on the ballot, right? <laughs> Bernie Sanders is on the ballot. And if you actually want to look up socialist, Bernie Sanders isn't even proposing real socialism. He's not talking about getting rid of the entire capitalist system. So Jim, Jim Shudo, because, you know, they're trying to push a narrative, he's pushing one poll in particular. Well, I could show you other polls. There's a poll from Gallup from last year. You see on the left is capitalism, on the right is socialism. Well, socialism's popularity keeps going up and capitalism's popularity keeps going down to the point last year, this is Gallup, which is a serious polling outlet. Nobody, nobody, you know, calls Gallup fake news unless you're a Trump supporter. Socialism's 10 points higher. So why is it that people on CNN like Jim Shudo are taking one poll, one poll that shows Trump beating a generic socialist, which again, doesn't really mean anything. Uh, and he doesn't show other polls showing socialism is very popular. I know the answer, but you know, we have to we have to prepare, we have to push it and say why is that, CNN? And by the way, I'm putting status quo at risk because right now we're being considered for 
getting media credentials for the second debate, which CNN is hosting. But I'm not going to just like not do segments and call out CNN when they're just brazenly lying. And if we don't get credentialed, if they deny us, that shows you all you need to know. If you can't critically call out CNN for lies, so be it. We're not going to we're not going to like be silent so we could get credentials. So another thing that was totally absurd during this interview, he says, well, you know, how do you answer that the majority of the majority of Bernie's policies, you know, don't have support among the Democratic Party? That's just not true. Also known as a lie. What, what is he talking about? There was a poll last year, Medicare for all, 50, um, 70, excuse me, 70 percent approval overall, 80 percent among Democratic Party voters, 50 percent among Republican voters, 80 percent among Democratic Party voters. Another poll recently showed between people who strongly favor Medicare for all and somewhat favor Medicare for all, 79 percent of Democrats strongly or somewhat combine it. That's 79 percent. Free public college. Poll after poll shows majority support. Fight for 15, $15 on the minimum wage. Poll after poll shows majority support. By the way, the Democratic Party uh, in Congress today, the House, uh, voted for a $15 minimum wage. Not so brave when you know it's not going to pass, but progress, I guess. They should have done it when they had both houses of Congress. I wonder why. They do it when there's no chance of it passing because it will get denied in the Senate and, of course, vetoed by the president. Green New Deal, polling majority support. I mean, I could go down the list. Wealth tax, majority support. By the way, a wealth tax is not Elizabeth Warren's idea. A lot of this I have a plan stuff is kind of borrowed plans from Bernie Sanders with a couple more sentences. I'm not saying she doesn't have good plans, but this whole notion that, you know, Elizabeth Warren has reinvented the wheel is not exactly true. So he's just lying. He's lying. There's no other way to say this. His, his policies don't have majority support. Based on a poll that said Trump and a generic socialist? I mean, you don't, when you leave, when you cherry pick certain polls and leave out other polls, that's lying by omission. So a real journalist would have said, you know, this poll shows uh, Trump beating a generic socialist, but socialism in general is more favorable. Here's another poll. Or, you know, why is, why is Bernie Sanders' campaign manager the one that has to point out 25 out of the last 25 polls, Bernie Sanders is defeating Donald Trump head to head and not even close. You don't think CNN knows that? You don't think their producers could get those polls? You don't think CNN producers and this anchor could get that Bernie Sanders is winning in Wisconsin, Michigan and Ohio? Excuse me, Wisconsin, Michigan and Pennsylvania right now over Donald Trump? So you're saying the majority of Democrats don't support your policies, then why is he beating Trump in all of these polls? Makes no sense. And Fez, to his credit, forcefully said, basically without saying, you're fucking full of shit, he said, you're fucking full of shit. So I'm very proud to say uh, Mr. Shudo uh, hit back at me because after I tweeted out uh, the segment, which went crazy viral, it got over like a thousand retweets. So thank you on the Twitter. Uh, I called him out and he said, not true, my friend. I don't know where, I don't know, like, did he send me a friend request on Facebook? I don't think we're friends. I mean, I'm not like wishing ill will on you, but you ain't my BFF, pal. Let's let's chill out. Not true, my friend. Here's the poll I so showed 
cited showing a candidate seen as a socialist as Sanders self-identified losing to Trump. Moreover, I noted that surveys consistently show folks like their employer-sponsored plans. As I tweeted back at him, the same poll you cited Trump beating a generic socialist, in that same poll, Bernie beats him by six. I wonder why you didn't mention. So why is it, if you're, if you're citing one poll, you cite generic, Trump beats a generic socialist to imply Bernie Sanders has no chance. But in the same exact poll, Bernie Sanders is beating him by six. Leaving that out is lying. I also said, other polls show socialism is more popular than capitalism. Why no mention? And as I just told you, Medicare for All has, has majority support. He says, I presented contradictory information. That's not a lie. My job is not to present solely the information that supports a guest's views. It's to challenge them. Save the lie charge for the many actual lies out there. Oh, my God. First of all, you presented contradictory information. You're right. Because like I just said, you're citing Trump beating a generic socialist. But in that same poll that you cite that, Bernie is beating Trump. Do you see how those two are contradictory? So you're right, but for the wrong reasons. Secondly, what a ridiculous rationalization. My job is not to present solely the information that supports a guest's views. Your job is to present the facts. Your job is to present the facts. So it is facts also include context. So when you just put up a poll to try and, to try and frame, because this is called framing. I worked in corporate media at Fox and MSNBC. I have seen it and I've been in the meetings that talk about this. How do we frame this? So they are framing that Bernie Sanders, because socialism is unpopular in America, it's not, because I just showed you another poll that shows it's on the rise from Gallup. He didn't include this poll. He included one from the Washington Post. And by the way, you have to actually look inside the polls. How do they ask the questions? Because that's actually important. How questions are worded sometimes elicit specific responses. So when he said most employees enjoy their private health insurance. What does that have to do with the price of tea in China? When he shows a poll that show uh, more people support Obamacare than don't support it. What does that have to do with anything? Other, okay, people can support Obamacare, but also support going further. That's what that means. If you have, I think it was 48% support Obamacare. Well, one, a recent poll shows 55% support Medicare for all. So maybe two things are true. People support Obamacare, but if there's a better option, Medicare for all, they also support that. Why, you know, he's making it seem like the two are, you know, very different, distant things from each other. And he's lying and manufacturing consent to his audience by saying the information that my job is not to present solely the information that supports the guest views. This isn't a guest views. This is, this is polling data. This isn't Fez's views that Bernie Sanders would beat Donald Trump. This isn't, uh, you know, people on social media's views. These are polls, 25 of them dating back to 2016. There's not one poll that has showed Trump defeating Bernie Sanders nationwide. In some states, yes, Texas, you know, other states, but not nationwide. 
So when you say it's not to just show the candidate's views, it's not a view, it's the facts, it's the polling data, you idiot. Oh. So when he says save the lie charge for the many actual lies out there, no, sir, you did lie because at the end of that interview, you said uh, the, his policies don't have majority support in the Democratic Party. They do. And I put, if you want to look at the Twitter thread, I put a link to each policy that Bernie is proposing and majority support for those policies. I said, how is it contradictory information when the very poll you cited contradicts your claim that Americans would vote for Trump over a socialist? Bernie beats him by six in the same poll. Your job is to present all the information, not bits and pieces. You also inaccurately stated Sanders' policies don't have support among the majority of Americans. As I've shown you, that's simply factually wrong. And if you're an actual journalist, you should correct it on air. I also said, that is a lie. Maybe you didn't intend it, but it was inaccurate. Go down the list of issues he has championed. They have majority support. And when you cherry pick one poll, when other polls show socialism's popularity is rising, that's leaving out important context for your audience. So when you say you're challenging him, that's fine. Although strange that your colleagues aren't challenging Kamala Harris's absurd statements, she will do Medicare for all with no tax increases. But when you intentionally leave out information for your audience, that is Sanders beating Trump in poll after poll, beating him in Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Michigan, and then inaccurately stating that his policies don't have majority support, Democratic support. Sorry, dude, that ain't journalism. You should correct it on air unless you have different data that shows free public college, Green New Deal, $15 minimum wage, and Medicare for all don't have majority support. Boom, drop the mic. And, you know, whatever. It's I don't really care that it's great. CNN anchor got back to me, like, wonderful. It means they're paying attention. But it's not about me versus a CNN anchor. This kind of misinformation happens all day long, seven days a week. On CNN, on MSNBC, in the New York Times, in the Washington Post, they're oozing with bias. My bias is out here. I support Bernie Sanders personally. As I've always said, it does not affect the facts I report. If I find out tomorrow Bernie Sanders is money laundering, I will be the first to report it. If I find out tomorrow he is taking dirty money when he says he's not, I will report it. But I can't invent facts. I don't have any information to support any of those things. So what I believe personally, I'm a progressive, informs the type of stories I cover, the types of stories I want to go out and cover in the field. But I, but factually, my reporting and my commentary is based on facts. Whereas these folks pretend to be neutral, but any idiot can watch this and see they are oozing with disdain for not only Bernie Sanders, but what he represents. And that is because they are fake newsmen. They are working for a multi-billion dollar corporate parent called AT&T. And AT&T and Comcast, which owns NBC and MSNBC, and Amazon, which owns Washington Post, and very, very rich people who own the New York Times do not want socialism. Hope you enjoyed that last video. Hop on over to statuscoup.com where you can sign up for our email list and become a member for as low as five to ten dollars a month. Membership is how we grow. That's statuscoup.com slash join. And remember, join our email list so we can grow the revolution with you.